0: I tell you, it's it is a good thing that we have the red letter. Jesus speaking directly to us um, this morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the Gospel according to John, chapter one. This is a message the Lord has laid on my heart for the last little bit, and I, I'll be honest with you, it's gonna it stepped on my toes. It has. Uh, be honest with you, Has caused me to pray a little bit harder, caused me to pray a little bit deeper, Uh, caused me to pray a little bit less selfish than I normally, typically would. So this morning, like I said, if you have your Bibles, turn to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. We're going to begin in verse 1. I'm going to read the Word and then we're going to pray over the Word. Um, And see what the Lord has for us this morning Beginning in verse 1 of John chapter 1 In the beginning was the Word And the Word was with God And the Word was God The same was in the beginning with God And all things were made by Him And without Him was not anything made that was made In him was life, and the life was the light of of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, once again we come before you, Lord. and Father, I just ask this morning, Lord, that, Lord, I just pray that, This morning, Your Word will reign true in our hearts here this morning, Lord. Father, I pray that they will not see me standing here, Lord, but they will see You. Father, I pray that I can be transparent. Father, I pray that Your Word will reach its intended target this morning, Lord. And Father, I just prayed this morning, lives will be changed, Lord. That, Lord, we will walk out of this place different than the way we walked in. Father, I pray now, ultimately, that you will receive the praise, honor, and glory. And Father, I ask that you will bless the reading of your holy word. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. John chapter 1, it starts off with three little words. It says, in the beginning. So when we hear those three little words, we've sort of got to think, and, and I know that we've heard this passage before time and time again. In the beginning was the word. So, I tell you, I'm not going to have you turn to it this morning, but please write it down. Look look to it for yourself. But in the beginning, you know, Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, we see that in the beginning of all things, John's saying here, that in the beginning, before anything was formed, before anything was thought of, before anything went on, Jesus was already there. Jesus was that word. You know, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 said, In the beginning. Genesis chapter 2 said, God said. You know, so it's kind of hard to say anything without a word. And I know I'm stretching that just a little bit, but here's the thing in the beginning was the word. God said. Let there be light. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things made were made by him, and without him was not anything made. We know that Jesus was at the beginning of time, not just because of John's record right here and many other records that you'll find throughout scripture, but we can actually go to Genesis chapter one, verse 26. and, And I'm not going to have you turn to it this morning, but write that down and look at it. But there's two words in that particular verse that stand out. God speaking, he says, let us, us is more than two. Us is a trinity. God speaking, he said, let us. So we know that Christ was in the beginning with God because he said, let us. But then it goes on to say, let us make man in our image. And in our image, he made man. So we know that Jesus Christ was in the beginning. We know that from the beginning of the time he was there. He is God incarnate. He is God in person. He is God, as you read in the scripture. But it says that in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Take your Bible and turn. Hold your place on John chapter 1, but turn over to John chapter 8. And as you're turning, I, I want you to think about this word that it said right here. It says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I tell you, Jesus, or John's speaking here, and he's telling us that Jesus has come into the world. He's in there with his family, he's in there with his neighbors, he's in there with this Jewish, this Israel. Lights, the Jewish nation, he's the light. And they comprehend him not. John chapter 8 verse 12 says, Then, Je- then spake Jesus unto-, unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That word life right there is eternal life. Jesus says he is that light. He is that glorious light that we're going to experience when we have eternal life. When we enter into heaven as children of God, we will have that light. Flip over with me, and I know I'm going to have you turn a couple of times in your Bible, but turn over to 1 John, back towards the back of your book. Jesus is that light this morning. He says that that light is life. Having that light in our life means that we will have light, or life, excuse me. John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one another one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar. Jesus came into His own. He came into the Pharisees, to the scribes, to the Sadducees. He came into the darkness. That light of the world came into the darkness and they comprehended Him not. The whole entire testament was that Jesus was the Son of God. He showed them example after example after example. The prophecies were being fulfilled right before their very eyes, and they comprehended it not that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was the light of the world. They could not comprehend that. Why? A lot of it's because of their pride, a lot of it's because of their selfish ambition, a lot of it was because of their wants outweighing their need, their need to know the Savior. Continue on in John, chapter or Gospel of John. It says, the same came for witness to bear witness of the light. Excuse me. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. You know, as a Christian, if, if you're blood-bought born again this morning, you have one, one duty, one job, one task, that is definitely a commandment before God, before us now, and that is to be a witness of Jesus Christ. That is to be a witness of how your life has changed, Where you're at, what you've done, where you've come from. You're supposed to share the good news of Jesus Christ saving your soul from the pits of hell. John came bearing witness of Jesus Christ. He came into the world to do one job, one task, and that was to share Jesus Christ, to bear that witness. It goes on to say, He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. He came into the world. We go out to the world and we witness Jesus Christ. You know, there's going to be people that's going to reject him. Because they do not believe that Jesus is who he says he is. The thing about it is, we can show them through scripture that he is. We can show them through our lives. That he is who he says he is. If you're a blood-bought born-again Christian, and I keep saying those terms, and, and I'll tell you the reason why I keep saying those terms is because there are many people in this world today that swear up and down, they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but they have never come to know him as their personal Savior. I keep saying blood born-again because that is the only way in the heavens. That is the only way to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to be blood-bought. You have to be born again. Nicodemus came to Jesus in the middle of the night, and he asked him, said, Lord, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus said, you must be born again. You have to be blood-bought. You have to believe in the cross. But it goes on to say that they knew him not. They rejected him. They rejected the fact that he was God in the flesh. Why? Why? I believe it's because he was in the flesh. I believe they had a scale over their eyes because they were expecting some, some God to just show up. Some mystical being to show up. But instead, so Jesus could reach each and every one of us, he came in flesh. He was tempted just like we were tempted or are tempted. And he walked among them. And they were blinded. They didn't want to see. You know, Jesus right here is talking to the Jewish nation. I'm going to have you turn one more time. Hold your spot in John. Go to Revelation chapter 3. This is where it gets personal. And I'll be honest with you, this is where I've been focused a lot lately. Revelation chapter 3. I just told you that Jesus come to his own the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. And they rejected him. They refused him. They did not see him. They did not accept him. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him. And he with me. That verse right there. We use it a lot when we witness or when we evangelize. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear me and open the door to me, I will come in and I will sup with him. Do you realize that he is speaking to the church in that passage? And I can prove it to you. Just drop down just a couple of verses right there. And it says... He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Church, I love you. I'm going to get personal. I'm going to get personal. Here's the thing with the world today. There are so many places that are called a church that they refuse to accept Christ coming in. He's standing at the door, let me in. church. He wants to be a part of everyone's life that claims to be blood bought. He wants no one to perish but that everybody could be saved. He's standing at the door. He's knocking. He's saying come in. Let me come in. Because so few open the door. So few open the door. And I know that This is a unique message this morning and and I pray that that you don't ban me but I'll be honest with you this morning there are so many churches in this world today there are so many churches in this world today that they refuse to let Christ in because of their own wants, their own needs. They say they're praying to God but here's the thing, when they pray to God they pray with the preconceived answer already there. They don't truly see God They go to Him in prayer. They don't wait long enough for Him to give them an answer. They just jump on the first thing that happens because of the simple fact that they believe that they are in right relationship with Lord Jesus Christ. The problem with that is so many churches today are falling apart. Churches are splitting. Churches are dying. Churches are just... Buildings are being abandoned right now because people have chose to have their own pride. They chose to have their own want. They chose to let individuals rule the church instead of letting Jesus rule the church. You know, it's His church. Behold, stand at the door and knock. He's knocking. Are we opening? Problem is, most of the time we don't Because of our... I'll be honest with you, the Pharisees, as as we've been talking about, the Pharisees, they lived a very religious life. They had everything. They thought they were working their way into heaven. They thought they had it right. They were walking. They were praying daily. What did Jesus tell them? They were like whitewashed tombs. They were pretty on the outside. They'd done everything right on the outside, but inside, right here, they were dead. They were living a religious life, but they weren't seeking God truly. They weren't seeking that relationship. Had they been seeking God, had they truly been walking with Him, they would have seen Jesus when He was knocking on their door, saying, "Hey, I'm here." You know the Scriptures; He's told them time and time again through parables, actually through completed words. "I'm Him. I'm here." But because of your hearts, your hardened hearts, you cannot see. You weren't truly seeking me. You were seeking to be religious. Revelation chapter 3 verse 21, it says, To him that overcome, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Go back to John chapter 1 and and we're going to close with this word here in just a second. And it says, He came to His own and His own received Him not. I tell you what, I see it in churches today. Jesus is wanting to touch us. He's He's wanting to love us. He's wanting to be a part of us and we refuse to receive Him just like the Pharisees, just like the Jewish people here, they refused to receive Him. We just heard in, in Revelation that He who overcomes, has <clears throat> promised us a blessing if we overcome. What does that mean? That means that if we accept Him as our Savior, we're walking with Him, we're talking with Him. Remember back in 1 John it says that if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we will have fellowship one with another. The problem is, a lot of us don't want that fellowship except on Sunday morning and Wednesday evening. They don't want to walk with Him during the day. And I'll tell you the reason why is because it's uncomfortable a lot of times. Because we want to get out, we want to live our lives the way we want to live our lives. We think that we can come in on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday evening and we can just make it way right by saying a little prayer, by reading a little scripture, hearing a little preaching, and everything's going to be perfectly fine. But here's the thing you're not having a relationship with Him. You're not having a relationship. A relationship with Jesus Christ means that you wake up in the morning, you pray, you talk, you read, you learn, you listen. Oh, that's a hard man. Listen. I know for me, I'm hard headed. It takes a lot for me to listen, but I tell you what, Jesus will get your attention and he will cause you to listen. That's having a relationship. I always like to talk about, like my wife and I, we got married. But if I never said another word to my wife from the time we got married to now, how would our relationship with how would it be? If I didn't spend any time with her, talking to her, how would our relationship be? If I was in the same house with her, but I didn't take the time to get to know her, how would our relationship be? As a church, we are the bride. Christ is our bridegroom. We are married to him. We should desire David to get to know him more. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Verse 12 of John chapter 1. But as many as received him to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So here's the thing. I hate not it. You can't save yourself. It has to be of God. You have to listen. He's calling me. You know, the Bible tells us to be still. You know that He is God. In this busy world today, that is one of the hardest things a man can do. Or woman. Is to be still. We've always got to go, 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 go. Whether it's go to work. If you yeah. have kids, you're going to soccer games, wrestling, Football. You're going to buy food, you gotta go, go, go. The Bible tells us to be still. Take the time with the Lord. You know it doesn't take much to spend fifteen minutes with the Lord. Amen. I guarantee you you spend more than that on Facebook. I guarantee you spend more than that on social media, Snapchat, TikTok, all those things. Put it down. Spend 15 minutes with the Lord. Maybe if you're like me, and I'll be, and I'm just going to point to myself to spend that time with the Lord. Maybe you need to skip a lunch or shorten your lunch. Maybe you just need to just take some time and rearrange your schedule. He says that if we overcome, that He will allow us. He will give us that privilege of sitting with him in heaven, with the Father. He told us that as many as received him to them, gave he the power to become sons and daughters. But it all starts with how do you feel about Jesus? Is he your Savior? Are you just here this morning because it's the right thing to do? Are you here this morning because you were drug in this morning? And I'm looking at some of these kids around here. Mom and dad made you come in this morning. You really didn't choose to be here. You really wanted to stay at home and sleep. There's a blessing to be had in the house of the Lord if we choose to walk with Him. If we choose to overcome. But I can tell you right now, the very first thing we have to do is set aside our wants. We have to set aside our pride. We cannot come to a heavenly Father, a grateful Father, and look at Him and say, and and I've done this myself so many times, and this is why I started out today saying I have had to change the way I pray. Because I come to Him with a preconceived answer. Lord, I want this, if it's your will. Lord, I want that. Lord, I want, instead of coming to him and saying, Lord, what is your will for me? What do you have for me today? Lord, how can I be a blessing to somebody else today? Now, I can tell you from past experience, there's been times that i said, Lord, let me have this, and you know what? He let me have it. For me to realize, hey, what I really want. The nation of Israel wanted a king. God said, Okay, you want a king? I'm your God. I want you to worship me, but if you want a king, I'll give you a king. They gave Saul what happened. It got ugly. Their relationship with the Lord started dwindling. He gave him David and it started coming back. The whole time the Lord just wanted a relationship. We have, we have to stop going to God already knowing or wanting the answer. There's nothing wrong with going to God as as I asked y'all to pray for my Father. God, I want my Father healed. I really do. But here's the thing. If it's the Lord's will, whether it be here on this earth that He's healed or whether He's healed when He's brought into glory, it's what the Lord wants, not what I want. We cannot the Lord and go in a direction that he does not want us to go because it will cause conflict. It will cause problems. And I'll tell you the Bible says it's a sin. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with the Lord. Maybe you this morning are Maybe you've never accepted Him as your Savior. Maybe you think you have. Maybe somebody told you you have. Or maybe you have. Only the Lord will let you know if you're saved or not. I can't save you. I'll be with you. I can point you to the Savior. I can tell you that we are all sinners. There's not one of us that is not a sinner. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. That word all means everybody. Everybody that's ever been born of a woman has been a sinner. But it also tells us over in 6.23, for the wages of sin, that word sin is not pluralized. It's a singular word. That means if you've ever committed one sin, and and I say this because I know that we have all sinned, but if you've ever committed one sin, one sin, the wages of sin, is death. That death is not just a physical death, but it is a spiritual death. It is a separation of God. That is, not being in the right fellowship with the Lord. One sin. But, the gift of God. God in eternal life through Jesus Christ. 5.8 says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He commended His love towards us that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. Romans 10.13 says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This morning, like I said, you only do you know your relationship with the Lord, whether you have one or whether you don't. Maybe you're walking in this building this morning just because it's the right thing to do. Maybe you were drawn here by the Holy Spirit this morning. Don't let, don't let him bring you into his house and you reject the free gift that he has for you this morning. Maybe this morning, maybe you've been walking with the Lord. You at one point was on fire for him. You had that right relationship, but you've allowed sin to enter in, to creep in and and just come in there and just devastate you, and you feel guilty because, and I know for me, when I when I feel when I fail the Lord, I feel guilty. And 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 just I want to hide it. I want to hide it. And then I want to not read his words. I want to fellowship with him because I don't want him to know this morning maybe you've been walking with him and the Lord is just laying on your heart that he wants you to go back because you've allowed sin to enter in. You've allowed your want, your pride, your desires to get in the way of your relationship with him. Today is today that we can make it right. As we read in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, one of my favorite verses, it says that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That was written to believers. The Lord knows we're going to sin, but he also gives us a way that we can make it right. And that's confessing to this morning, I, I don't know where you're at, and I know this message is kind of unique in and of itself, but here's the thing Jesus is knocking this morning. Are we going to let him in? Are we going to fe- refuse him? Are we going to reject him like the Pharisees, the Sadducees? Are we going to let him in and let him run our lives? Be the Lord of our lives. Where are you at? As we pray, I ask that you will search your heart. If your relationship with the Lord is not right or it's null and void, I pray that this morning you will make it right by coming to him, calling out to him. The altar's open. I'm here. I'll pray with you. If you need to be saved, I'll point you to the Savior. I can't save you, but I'll point you to the Savior. But here's the thing it's between you and Him. I would love to see this altar full this morning. I would love to see this altar full. People getting right with the Lord. But I'm telling you firsthand, I'm telling you right here from my heart, that I, I tell you, you can get right where you're sitting problem is, get right. Get right. Whether it be to be saved or whether it be to confess your sins. We can't keep walking in this world, living like the world and professing to be Christians. He's knocking on our doors this morning. Are we going to be brave enough to open the door and let Him come in? Give us a blessing in heaven. Give us the ability to be the sons of God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come before you this morning. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will go across this place here today, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will search our hearts this morning. Lord, if there's anyone in here that needs to know you as their Savior, Father, I pray that today that they will not hesitate, that they will call out to you, Lord. Lord, you tell us that whosoever, that's you, me, everybody, Lord, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So, Father, we just ask that you'll allow us to call upon you this day, Lord. Father, I also pray for those that need to make it right with you, Lord. Father, I pray that your hand of grace and mercy will hold on to our hearts here this day, Lord. Lord, I love you. I praise you. Lord, I just ask that you will be glorified here this day. Your will will be done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I think Scott's got us a song this morning.